Hi, welcome to another episode of the Jasmine Dragon Philosophy Podcast. Today, I want to talk about anger. We'll talk about how it affects some of the characters inside the Avatar world, and then we'll talk about what we can learn from these characters, and how we ourselves can learn to recognize anger, and then how we can learn to avoid it. Because this is something we all deal with, by mastering it, we can make a lot of progress into becoming the best version of ourselves. I do want to quickly make a disclaimer that I will be discussing events and characters from throughout the series, so if you have not seen the show in its entirety, then this is your spoiler warning. Okay, so first let's talk about Zuko. Zuko, as we all know, is a very complicated character. He, growing up, sees that other leaders in the Fire Nation are angry, and they use their anger and aggression to to lead and to get what they want. And he tries to imitate it, and he lets that drive him and his firebending. Sometimes he does allow reason to win over, but other times he doesn't. For example, in the episode The Storm, his uncle Iroh suggests that they alter their course for the safety of the crew. Zuko says that the crew members' lives are not more important than capturing the Avatar, because he is trying to live up to he, he's trying to live up to what he thinks makes a good Fire Nation leader. Later on in the episode, after they've reached the eye of the storm, they see Team Avatar fly through, and Zuko decides not to immediately pursue them, putting the safety of his crew first. Then we have in the episode titled The Chase, they Team Avatar and Zuko and Uncle are fighting Azula in an abandoned town. Azula shoots Iroh into the ch- in the chest, and he falls down. Zuko is obviously very upset by this, and he lets anger prevent Katara from helping Uncle, I- Uncle Iroh and healing him. Then we have in the episode The Blue Spirit. He helps rescue Aang from the, from the prison that uh, Admiral Zhao has him in, and as they're escaping... Uh, an archer hits Zuko in the mask, in the face, and knocks him out. Aang takes him into the forest, and where he waits until Zuko wakes up. Once Zuko does wake up, he doesn't immediately attack Aang, so we can see that he's not letting his anger and his drive to capture the Avatar uh, take over in that split, in that split second, or in that moment uh, when he first wakes up. It's after Aang talks to him for a little bit, he does let that anger take over, and he firebends at Aang. Now let's talk about Aang. Aang, even though he has grown up as an air nomad and in the air nation, he still struggles with his emotions regarding his friends and his loved ones. When those he loves are in danger, he ends up losing control and he enters the avatar state. When he is in that avatar state, he starts to hurt even those he loves in the process, and he loses his ability to reason. Then we have Admiral Zhao. Zhao is a very interesting juxtaposition of being able to control his temper in order to gain power, but also losing his cool. Most of the time, he seems to be in complete control of his temper, and he uses this control to gain power over others, including Zuko. Still, he had trouble controlling his temper and controlling his anger at times. This inability to control himself is one of the reasons his master, Zhang Zhang, was disappointed in him. Aang was able to exploit this weakness and was able to get him to destroy his own fleet of ships. Katara is also a very interesting character in regards to anger. 
Throughout the series, she will occasionally get upset at little things uh, like Toph not helping out with the camp and and maybe a little bit of sibling rivalry with, with Sokka. But later in the series, when she decides to take a trip with Zuko to get revenge on the man that killed her mother, she gets so focused on this revenge and so focused on her anger that she becomes someone else and loses her ability to reason. When Sokka and Aang try to convince her that this is not the right way to handle things, she makes the claim that Sokka didn't love their mother as much as she did. Sokka is obviously very hurt by this, and we can see that she is just not reasoning through what she is saying, and she's just not thinking about things. And last, we have Uncle Iroh. Over many years, he's been able to cultivate a very good control of anger. For example, beneath Ba Sing Se, after Azula has struck Aang with lightning, he defends Aang and Katara from Zuko and Azula, and is upset and disappointed in Zuko's decision to side with his sister. Once Katara and Aang are safe, he stops his attacks. He is, complete con he is in complete control the entire time. He is not fighting out of anger. He sees what Zuko and Azula are doing is wrong, and then he acts, but he doesn't let that wrongdoing make him lose control of his emotions. So now let's talk about anger, and let's dive deep into to what anger really is. So anger is an emotional response to the events around us. For example, when Aang finds Gyatso's skeleton, or when Aang finds out that the sandbenders sold Appa to, to someone in Ba Sing Se. We also have Katara losing her mother to the Fire Nation. That's an emotional response, that, that anger that arises. Zuko, when he is burned and banished, and also Zhao, when he is fighting Aang. These are emotional responses to, to events surrounding us. The Stoics looked at anger in a very unique way and had a lot to say about it. Seneca, who was a Stoic philosopher, he said that anger is equally devoid of self-control, regardless of decorum, forgetful of kinship, obstinate, obstinately engrossed in whatever it begins to do, deaf to reason and advice. The Stoics were also sure to make an important distinction between what they called emotions and passions. To them, a passion is an overwhelming emotion that overcomes reason. Emotions are okay, but passions are not. Seneca himself had an entire book about anger, and he talks about this very important distinction. He says, None of these things which casually influence the mind deserve to be called passions. A passion consists not in being affected by the sights which are presented to us, but in giving way to our feelings and following up these chance promptings. Another time he said, A man may think himself injured, he may wish to avenge his wrongs, and then may be persuaded by some reason or other to give up his intention and calm down. I do not call that anger. It is an emotion of the mind which is under the control of reason. A prime example of this is Aang when he initially sees Gyatso. He gets angry and he enters the Avatar state. The initial, the initial emotion of wanting revenge is very powerful, and he starts to give way to that emotion, and he enters the state of passion that Seneca is describing here. Katara, is, in this situation, is able to get through Aang's passion, and he, he is eventually able to listen to reason and calm down. There's a big misunderstanding that the Stoics were emotionless, but that isn't true. 
They just put the emphasis on reasoning through the emotion in order to make the right choice. So even though Aang was able to calm down, that doesn't mean he stopped caring about the Air Nation, or that he stopped pushing toward the goal of stopping the Fire Nation. Now, recognizing this difference between passion and emotion is easier said than done, but we should be striving to act within reason in everything we do, and not with passion in the Stoic sense. Epictetus, who is another Stoic philosopher, said, It's not things that upset us, but our opinions about them. When we start to feel angry, we need to, we need to take a step back, and we need to assess whether our judgment of the situation is what is making us upset. Again, it's good and it's okay to recognize injustice and wrongs in the world, and we should be striving to correct those. We just need to make sure that we are making reasoned choices about the things that we are doing. Some people might be tempted to think that anger is a necessary thing in order to push back against adversity or to accomplish certain goals. Zhao would be a prime example of this. He's been able to use his anger and his aggression to get things he wants and to advance within the army ranks. He seems to be in control of it, but we are again able to see that Aang used this weakness and exploited it, and Zhao ended up destroying his own fleet, his own ships. Katara also was able to use her anger to get revenge on the man who killed her father. In her search for that man, she uses bloodbending, which is something that she hates, and she hates that it was used against her, and she hates that she uses it against other people. But in that moment of anger, she still used it. She became someone else. So while the anger did give her focus and did give her strength in that moment, we can see, at least for a moment, that she lost control of herself. So the question is whether or not you need anger to get these good results, the results that you want. Donald Robertson, who is an author and cognitive behavior therapist, wrote an article precisely about this topic. He says, Anger may be sufficient but not necessary to achieve good things, such as overthrowing a tyranny or winning a boxing match. In other words, there might be a better way of achieving the same result. Perhaps there's always a better way of achieving the same result without anger. Moreover, if there were any disadvantages to anger, that would tip the balance in favor of, our, of alternative ways of responding. Of course there are. Anger, in several ways, dramatically impairs our capacity for clear reasoning. So can you get things accomplished because of anger? Yeah, sure. But is it necessary? Can we accomplish the same thing another way? And are there any negative effects that come from being angry? Donald Robertson continues. He says, By analogy, it's certainly true that you can get energy by eating candy. However, you can also get energy from other sources, such as fruit or vegetables, which don't have the health disadvantages. You might say that anger is an energy, but nevertheless, what if it's one of our least healthy sources of energy or motivation? Candy sure gives you energy, but it also rots your teeth. What if anger does motivate you, but also rots your brain? Anger is a motivation, but is it a healthy motivation? End quote. The Stoics would argue that we shouldn't learn to channel our anger in a positive direction. Instead, we should flip anger on its head by changing how we look at the world and replace any faulty beliefs or assumptions with more rationality. So, knowing all of this, how do we overcome anger? It's definitely easier said than done. 
And it isn't going to be a one-time change of perspective or a one-time change of mind. It will be a constant process that will have to be revisited time and time again. Seneca, again, he said, The best plan is to reject straightway the first incentives to anger, to resist its very beginnings, and to, and to take care not to be betrayed into it. For once it begins to carry us away, it is hard to get back again into a healthy condition, because we lose the ability to reason once passion has been admitted to the mind. So one way I personally have found to be helpful in overcoming anger is to practice mindfulness and meditation. I found that the more I begin to understand my mind, the better I am about recognizing harmful passions like anger. I'll put some links into the show notes for some things that I personally like to use. But one book that really helped me to understand things is titled How to Think Like a Roman Emperor by Donald Robertson, who I quoted earlier in the episode. Reading that book and seeing how Marcus Aurelius, the Roman emperor, approached similar situations helped me to take a step back and observe my own life. I also use the Waking Up app by Sam Harris for my meditation, but there are other good resources out there too. I personally like Waking Up because of the additional lessons on theory that is included in it. One thing that I constantly think about is something from an episode of the Secular Buddhism podcast. In this episode, the host Noah Rochetta talks about the London Underground and the constant warning to mind the gap between the train and the platform. He relates it to us taking a moment between feeling an emotion and reacting, so I'm constantly trying to mind the gap in my own mind. I really do like his podcast, and I highly recommend it to all of you. Lastly, It's often very helpful to think of someone you respect and look to as an example of a good person and think about how they would react in a certain situation. Because Iroh is such a good example of how to handle anger, when you start to feel angry, think to yourself, what would Iroh do? And that's all I have for today's episode. Thank you for listening. I hope that this episode and this discussion on anger helps you in your journey and and as you strive to become the best version of you.